This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey, you the maintenance man? Hey. Yeah, we're the new people in apartment 20. Yeah, our faucet's really leaking there. Well, can you come fix it? Hey. Well, can I tell my mom when? When what? When are you going to fix the faucet? After. After what? After, after. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei! Pain does not exist. In this dojo, does it? No, sensei! Prepare! Ice! What do we study here? The way of the best, sir! And what is that way? Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir! I can't hear you! Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir! Welcome to the party, pal! Action Movie Reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Welcome in to installment, I believe, 22 of Action Movie Rewind. You're the record keeper. I hope you know. I know. We're in the early 20s. We hit the 20 mark. We're on our way. On our way to 30. And uh, we're staying in the 80s. We did 48 hours from 1982 last week, which was uh, the first ever Eddie Murphy cinematic experience. Doesn't exactly translate well to 2020 culture with the free use of inappropriate words. And now we go two years Further into the 80s, 1984, the classic Karate Kid. That's right. Name a place. Tournament. <laughs> you got real nerve, old man. Real nerve. But I think we can accommodate you. Can't we, Mr. Lawrence? Yes, Sensei. Fall in. Ask one more small request. Make it fast. Ask leave boy alone to train. <laughs> You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? But I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. No one touches the permit down until the tournament. Is that understood? Yes, Sensei! 1984's Karate Kid, newly arrived in California from New Jersey, teenager Daniel Sun. Daniel Sun. Almost immediately runs afoul of karate trained high school bullies. He's rescued by Japanese janitor Mr. Miyagi, who agrees to teach Daniel how to harness karate for good instead of brutality. The film culminates in a championship karate bout, pitting Daniel against sworn enemy Johnny. From the Cobra Kai. The cruel and thuggish boyfriend of Allie. That's what Johnny was. And with whom Daniel has fallen in love and vice versa. It's a love story. It's a coming of age story. It's an action movie all rolled into one. And it's the first of a three movie series that then spawned a Will Smith's kid version at some point And a couple other ones. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. An $8 million budget. 
turned into $100 million at the box office. Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Elizabeth Shue, who was just the uh, the, the adorable 80s teen idol, and uh, William Zabka as as Johnny from Cobra Kai. He's great, too. So I watch this movie pretty frequently whenever it's on. I, it's like multiple times a year I watch this movie. Judd, it's been 30 years, you said, since you've seen this movie. Yeah, and I can't decide if I saw this originally in the theater or if it was Karate Kid 2 that I saw, but... So you may not have seen this movie. I'm, I'm sure I've seen it. I don't know if I saw it in the theater 30 wow. years ago. I'm not sure which one I saw in the theater. And Dex, you're, you came around like a decade after this movie, so this is a little bit before right. your time. I, I, it's probably been at least 15 or 20 years wow. since I saw it. So basically, this is a refreshing experience for you yeah. guys for this movie. Judd Zolgad, let's start with you. Your initial thoughts and favorite part, or not, about Karate Kid. <laughs> well, there's a lot to unpack here, because I'm going to acknowledge that this is for its time and and I do not say this in the gone with the wind sense but this is sort of a classic in its time for for what the plan was I think and what the expectation was and I think the people going into this film didn't think it would hold up cuz the 80s was really weird there were a lot of things back then that you know clearly you watch now and it's just crap and this is not that um but I have a lot of feelings about this film. I have a lot of there, there's a lot of room to explore here from from an actual cinematic discussion of this film. And I would like to start with this one. I would like to start with a Zolgadian favorite in this discussion, which is pace of play a movie. Okay. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a little over the two hour threshold. That there we are to. there are so many portions to this film that if you get like if you brought the raw version to me now and said, Judd, what do you think? How how do we how do we take this to market um, time wise? Because the actual film does not age that poorly. Like there's a lot of stuff that's still like, okay, I get that, totally get that, mm-hmm. and it's not like, oh my god, that is so 1984. How did you do that? Uh, but the pace of the film, to me, is dreadfully slow. There's so many things that could have been whacked. There's so many storylines that they, like, hammer you over the head with that, that are that are fine, that are fine storylines. I'm not trying to say that I would eliminate them entirely. But the relationship between Daniel and Allie. You, it, you need that, though. No, you don't need it to drag on you that need long. It. Okay, but, you I, always but hate I'm going to give relationship. you. But, but I'm going to. No, 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 because I'm going to give you the pace of play key here that I could have conveyed as a, as a filmmaker much, much more <laughs> quicker and to the point. The actual relationship between Daniel and Miyagi and all of the training and all of the painting and all of the. Wax on, wax off is a great scene, but that scene by itself tells me exactly what he's doing, okay? Remember, dear, no question. Yeah, but I... Right, wax on, right hand, wax off, <laughs> left hand, wax on, wax off, breathe, in through nose, out the mouth, wax on, wax off, don't forget to breathe, very important, wax on, wax off, wax on. Hey, where these cars come from? Wax on. Detroit! <laughs> Wax off. But you, but part of it is you need like you need that point where Daniel gets sick of all the chores. Like, what right. are we doing? I'm but supposed I to be training for a karate tournament. Right, but I could have gotten you to okay, that scene, I leave it, because it's a classic scene. 
The painting scene, I could have sped up by tenfold. You didn't need him painting both sides of the fence and the house? Exactly. All why right. Why? Why did we need the, just, why did we, I could have gotten this puppy down to an hour and 45 um, so quick it would have made yeah. your head spin. Okay, so it sounds like the extra 20 minutes for you, and like, yeah, there's a couple things. Like, it was I get painful. It. I get it. He's in a feud with these guys. I get it. The, I, like, the Mr. Miyagi, I get it. Like... Right, like I he's, didn't he's need, drunk and looking. I don't need Daniel to be knocked off his bike when I already know he's being picked on because he bike. won't shut his mouth. But did those things overshadow the movie? It sounds like those things overshadowed the movie for you. This is the first. This is the first time that I've watched one of these in. Did you say twenty two, twenty one, twenty two? That I actually had my finger on the fast forward button. Wow! I had it on. I had it on. I had it on there. Dude. I had the thumb on there. Because it was so redundant in storyline, and I knew what they were getting at. I feel like you are such, like, you're the Tin Man. You're just, you're, you're so averse to any sort of non-violent, centric story. Well, I'll get into that, too. That's a whole nother, okay. that's a whole, that, you, you know what? That part of the Tin Man, a whole nother discussion that okay. I'd like to broach. Anyway, right, Declan, okay. what, was your, what was your main takeaway from this movie? Okay, Judd is right. It's way too long. Uh, I didn't have my finger on the fast forward button. I did have a nap involved. I literally had to pause the film. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? I had, I had to pause. It's not, it's not gone with the wind. I had to pause the like movie because I was like, I was toning out. I was like, I, I got to. Like go take a nap or something. I can't. I can't focus. Twins Look, games take three was, hours for God's that's, sake. That's and we don't like that. Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> Th- that's why I refer to pace a movie. So pace yeah, I, I hit pause right after the balance scene on the boat, and then I went and took a nap from like literally <laughs> six to eight thirty, which was a horrible decision because I was up all night last night. All right, you know, to, to your but, point. To your point, I just about asked you which balance scene on the boat because there were multiple. So I, I will give you. Well, that. there's the balance scene we on the pier. Need, we didn't need multiple balance. There's scenes. the balance scene on the beach on the pier thing, and then there's the balance scene on the boat, and then he goes back on the boat yeah but like with even what judd's saying like i think there was like even the opening scene like all right so he goes from i think new jersey right and yeah, then there's the scene in tucson where they're pushing the car like it takes like eight minutes for them to get to california and i just don't think that was necessary you i think they should have just said all right here's this kid he's getting bullied he lives in california he has a tough time fitting in i didn't need like the eight minute backstory of the road trip there the mom oh, mentioning there's a pool point. like seven times all right that's fair it, it was like there again. was there was the a mo- lot of the scenes. mom's character is just sort of bizarre to can i please have the floor yes, for one second absolutely, okay. absolutely the mom is almost completely unnecessary it is weird it's like her she's only there to like embarrass him yes. and i guess you know what her like the mechanism for her is that he is sort of like he's supposed to be made out to be the kid who's bullied. And I have something on that later as well. It'll blow your mind. And so like part of him being like this misfit outsider is that his mom also comes to pick him up. And so there's that part of it. But um, yeah, her, her, her whole character is weird. Scene- she, like they, they moved to California. She's like, yeah, just like go out and hang out till midnight with yeah. your random friends in this dark beach well, area. I don't mind her driving, driving him to his date because that, you know, that, that shows the differences in culture and class. Of, of his girlfriend and him. I get all that, but the one, like, I don't get is, so at the start he gets beat up a few times, right? And he keeps getting beat up, and I get the idea. But the mom at the start is like, oh, my God, take off your glasses. I want to see your eye. And so we go through this whole scene, of, and then she freaks out. you got a black guy. By the end, he's getting his ass kicked to, yeah. in the tournament, and she's there, yeah, no. It's like, <laughs> it's like mom was unnecessary. 
Just yeah, like, kick his yeah. ass, Danielson. Yeah, yeah, this is great. I don't care if you're. The, I mean, he can't walk. By his bleeping knee is exploded, and she's like, he's gonna go. And by the way, the time between when because the movie is set in the it starts the first week in September. That tournament is like the second week in December or something. Yeah. Believe me, it so felt like, like they, it felt that long. Only like three months had passed. They, right. did, ridiculous. they did a good job. It felt like three or four months. I, I will say my, my favorite just part of the movie, too, because we're clearly just picking on this in the first 15 minutes. My favorite part is just the fact that a group of teenagers and a psycho sensei is threatening another teenager <laughs> and an old old man. Like, that is yep. that is the plot Stupid of this movie. Yeah. It, it's like a bunch of psychopaths teenagers led by their sensei, and they're threatening this weird kid with his maintenance man also pseudo sensei like yeah. it, it that that was my favorite part all right well you guys have, have just dumped all over this <laughs> well, in the first more. 10 minutes here I I i've got and, i've yeah. got a page and a half and, of notes, and okay? i want to say because i have Not a bunch done. of i have a bunch of nitpicks as well but i just want to start by saying this is one of my favorite sort of bubblegum movies of all time i this is such an easy watch you can really you can duck in for any 10 or 15 minute portion and get some sort of entertainment value out of it uh, i think the soundtrack is awesome when they when they go from from Ali in the early rounds of the tournament, you're the best, Daniel. You're the best. You're the best. And like that whole song, you're the best around. Like the the soundtrack is great. Mr. Miyagi's iconic. Um, Ralph Macchio is iconic. This also spun off thirty years later a YouTube series called mm-hmm. Cobra Kai. I was watching uh, so, stuff about that last night. Yep, in which they kind of flip the roles in which, like, Daniel's son is the one that's... And Allie, Allie, they are threatening, might come back, but in real life, she's not happy. Interesting. What she's not happy. Life? In real life, uh, she Contractual was... Contractual dispute? No, no, no. Elizabeth Shue, evidently, for the second one, the, the story was that she had gone... In real life, the story that they told the media at the time was... She had gone to Harvard and was unavailable for filming. She did go to Harvard and didn't graduate until 2000, but she uh, was written out with a mention that she had run off with a football player from UCLA, and she was not pleased that they didn't ask her back. Oh, so she would have come back to watch Yes, yes. And I I saw, I guess she's a Red Sox fan and Machio's a Mets fan, and Macho talked about he saw her like at game one or two of the '86 World Series, and like she confronted him. Oh wow! And he's wow, like, Rama. he's like, I don't know. I'm basically a, a hired gun myself. I have no idea wow. why they didn't. But she confronted him and said, "Why did you guys write me out like That's that?" Fascinating. In well, real life. All right. Well, since we're down this path of Ali, you see the and work Daniel, I did on right? this damn film, Mackie. Since we're down this path, and I and I will preface by saying I love this movie. This is a great movie. There's a lot of other things to praise here, but. My biggest nitpick with this movie, it doesn't make sense that someone like Allie would fall for someone like Danielson. Why would Allie fall for some random loser weirdo hothead who just moved from New Jersey? She is clearly like, so So the Cobra Kai group led by Johnny is like the cool group of kids, right? They're like the kids who kind of run the school and you know Johnny's the good looking leader of the group. And so she is, in high school sense, she is clearly, like, at the top of the dating chain or yep. the, the the pyramid, right? Yep. Like, she can pretty much date anyone she wants. She was dating Johnny, and they broke up. And she just, like, randomly sees this on guy in elastic bottom sweatpants on the beach. Her rich family and his poor family and, and, and the contrast there, uh, the fact that in front of her, like, the first time they meet, Daniel's son just gets his ass kicked in front of all of her friends and gets embarrassed. 
his new friends abandon him because that's, of that yeah. interaction. That's the weirder one to me. Like, he's like yeah. he's an outcast. But, so it's it's weird to me that like she would just be so obsessed with him. Now, it doesn't make sense. Here's what's weird though. I think the second part that you brought up is the weird part because his new friend and then by extension friends lives in the rundown apartment that he does, right? Yes. So like they would hate Johnny and that group. So, like, why they would dump him as their friend? Because it's not like they're rich or something. No, so that, but that's my, that's to my point. No, I know, he, but he is like but he's I'm already tell on the you, lower end of the pecking order, and those people but disowned I, him. But I'm going to tell you, I know exactly why Allie likes him because she's rich and her parents are complete snobs, and she hates Johnny now. He is the polar opposite. She's what supposed to be. 17? I don't think she realizes that until she's probably 25 or 30. No, no, no. High school girls love... It's all love... about status when you're 17. Yeah, but high school, totally. girls, high school girls also love to drive their dads up the wall. And the one scene where her dad goes, you're not going out with that boy from where Encino again, are you? That's why she does it because girls love to drive their parents up the wall. I, again, I don't think it's. it's there's. I'm telling you, that's what the right introspective about. enough at 17 to fall for a guy like Daniel. But she's Flynn. smart. No, no, she's introspective. She's a smart kid. She knows what she's doing. She's yanking her parents' chain. All right, Dex has thoughts on this. I know because yeah, he was tweeting about this. Their rest, their, their entire this. relationship is extremely painful from from the <laughs> from the moment they meet on the beach, which is just like you guys are talking about. Like, doesn't make any sense why like popular girl Allie likes dummy Danielson. And then, like when they they go on their little date to to the little fun place, the mini golf and 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 bumper boats and whatnot. And by the way, Judd Zolgad, did you ever have any uh, dates with bubble hockey? Because I thought of you the moment I, that's in my hockey. notes. That's of in course. my notes because that is my. I mean, I if I was not in love at that, I fell in love instantly. I mean, if I was a if I was a eighteen year old boy and a girl said, "Let's play." Bubble hockey to me. <laughs> You're just, I'm I mean. married to her now instead of Dawn. I literally thought of you the the, the moment. I never that meet Dawn then because I got my girl. <laughs> I've never met Dawn. Bubble hockey. Uh, and then like you know their date ends all awkwardly because she's the popular girl, so all the boys are coming up being like, "Allie, let's go for a ride." <laughs> yeah. So and the car was being driven. It's a it's a convertible being driven by Johnny yeah. and then his his psycho friend yeah. from Cobra Kai. And God, what a, what a deflating moment! And then your mom drives up in that beater station wagon with wood panel doors right. on it. Hey, hey, kids! Yes. Oh, oh, dude, the worst. Well, how how about the the thing where she picks Allie up from her parents' house, and then they've got to pop the what pop the clutch or something. Yeah. So oh. so she gets out and pushes so and stuff. Mom, but that was actually you know what that scene itself was uncomfortable, but sort of like I could sort of see this one. Oh yeah. There were other scenes. It's it's just that if they had been more constructive about what stayed and what went, I think we could have gotten this but, thing down but, to a really good Okay, but, but but okay, are you going to keep hammering the pace of play throughout this oh, whole Oh, it's a huge movie? deal okay. to me. It's the overriding <laughs> it's like, factor of this film. It's not at all. It's the overriding so factor ridiculous. of this film. Not to mention that you picked you picked uh, no. the first film ever this with no absurd. death. You just said I wanted the station wagon to blow up and kill them all. You literally just said the overriding factor of Karate Kid oh, is that it's two hours and six minutes. It's too long. Oh, oh, over. Dex, got my back. Hot Take Cops is recorded on location with the men and women of Sports Talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in Hot Take Court. So, of all the things that make this movie iconic, from the end scene, the the crane kick, Mr. Miyagi, and wax on, wax off, Mm -hmm. your Mount Rushmore of, your George George Washington of Mount Rushmore is, that's two hours and six minutes. It's two hours and six minutes. It's the 20 minutes that you could have gotten out if you had just come to me. 
Oh, that's amazing. If you had just so, come were you, to but me. were you was fifteen year old Judd savvy enough in the editing room in nineteen eighty four to be able to have chopped? I would have taken it to an older profe- um, uh, uh, film type at Benilde and had them cut it down for me. <laughs> and even again, this the picking apart their like relationship. That, I like how Doug and I did this. What what was uh, I forget the one I did with Swayze that I didn't like this either. But like his makeout scene with Allie, like he just goes like full. Succulent mouth right oh, on yeah. her mouth. I was like, ah! he sucks her. He sucks her tongue out of her <laughs> yes! mouth. You are. I I noticed that one. Now now Swayze. So so the Swayze one is bad because of Swayze's age. Like I could see where a young boy wouldn't know how to kiss, but you are right. Like he puts it- instead of them instead of their mouths meeting, he like hoovers her wow. face, and it's like I have expect her face. To be gone, which, by the way, would have made for a great action film if her face (laughs) had been sucked off. God, that's hilarious. Um, One last note on the relationship for a second. I honestly just say I can't think of, like, of all the different guys that she could be dating in that school in and around the area. She could have got a college guy. She could have. What is, like, the quality about him? He's a good-looking kid. He's funny. He's a good-looking kid. He's, he's kind, kind of, of funny. funny, I guess. Yeah, and he's a hothead, he can, and he's, he can play soccer. He's I guess. confident. I'll give him that. He's confident. He is pretty confident. He's very different, probably, in that environment than what she was used to from boys, because he's always getting in fights. Sure. He's cocky. I, I actually, guys, I'll defend that this one. I could see it, and the fact that her dad hates him and his his culture upbringing, I, I get that part. But yes, there are there are flaws here. I'm not trying to defend the whole thing. Okay, let's spend some time here on Cobra Kai, led by okay. Johnny. Okay, so Cobra Kai, between stalking Allie on the beach scene, like Johnny comes up, he's basically stalking her, saying like grabs her radio, and right? she's got aggressive. a nice boombox, dude. That yep. that was an expensive boombox back in the day. They tried to kill Danielson by basically running off. Running him and his bike off that huge hill when he's biking and they're on their motorized bikes. By the way, that scene too, like he falls too late. It's like you would fall quicker. He like gets halfway down the hill and falls. I mean, take it up with the stuntman. Yeah, uh, and then they and then they chase him down after the Halloween party. And and if if not for Mr. Miyagi, might have killed him. Cobra Kai and Johnny, did they cross the line from being just bullies, or or were they more into like the attempted murder stage here? Like, where would you put them on the? On the on the bully spectrum, I thought they might. I thought they were just a little bit like there was a couple attempted murder situations in, that I'm not fully comfortable with. After they pushed him down the hill, I got the point. And so, like by the time that 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 Miyagi has to come and kick ass, I was like, but uh, I I would put them at probably on the bully spectrum. I'd probably put them at at a solid eight because they did. I, I mean, when before Miyagi shows up to kick ass, they are beating the crap. Out of Danielson. Like, that was not a... They, they said, stop it, Johnny, stop it. He says, I'll tell you when I'm going to stop. And so I put him at an eight. Um, but I will say this. My favorite scene in that whole film <laughs> is when Miyagi shows up and goes full Seagal on those boys. Because that was... I I was... I was hungering. And this is going to sound bad. I was hungering for more violence. I wanted more violence. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole purpose of this. And clearly, no one was going to die. So when Miyagi shows up and kicks some Cobra Kai butt, got to admit, I enjoyed that. Okay. All right. Dex, what do you think of Cobra Kai? What are your thoughts on Cobra yeah, Kai? Yeah, they, they're pretty aggressive, and I think it starts with their crazy sensei. 
Yeah, the, the, the former Army Ranger karate champion. Like, it doesn't seem... I don't know anything about karate because I didn't do karate. I grew up in the school of hard knocks, but I, I don't, it doesn't seem like karate should be attack first. It should be defense first, right? It's like strike that is first, the... strike hard, no mercy, sir. Mercy is for the weak. So it seems like... Fear does not exist in this dojo. Defeat does not exist in this dojo. We are in the reciprocal of what karate is from their standpoint, because I thought karate was only supposed to be used in self-defense, not on attack mode. Okay, so... if you had to buy into, if you had to buy into one of the uh, the dojo methods, all right? Strike first, strike hard, or mercy is for the weak. You have to buy into one of those. Which one are you buying into? Strike first, strike hard. I like the second one. It sounds like a sports sports thing. Yep. Up by 10, home run, flip the bat. Mercy is for the weak. I also believe, even though I've never been in a fight, that I I can outrun most people. So strike first, strike hard, and run the hell away. You've never been in a fight before? No. Not Not even in like eighth grade? No. Never. Not in, no, never. Oh, my God. In grade no. school, I was the champ. No, no, no. I got no. in a ton of I fights in grade school. I was a tiny little runt, but I always made good friends with people that were bigger than me. That wouldn't help me out. So I was good. I was so in, ne- I was but you never dabbled? Fights. No. Like, no. girls didn't, like, there there girls wasn't a... didn't bully me? No. They bullied my heart? <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> it's like fighting over girls. But, like, yeah, yeah but, like, there, there wasn't a girl that you and a guy both liked, and then you had to... Never throw down. I mean, there's definitely been situations where probably a guy, my buddy and I liked Hold the same on. girl, but there was never a Saint Cla- fight over St. Cloud State, all the bars that you went drinking at, yeah. you never had a hothead come at you or something weird happen? Uh, I get sometimes a little bit. I guess once one time some okay, dude tried you. to like mess with the, I had one of those hats with the jawstrings and this dude kept like pulling it. I was like, dude, you gotta stop that. And he wouldn't stop it. So then I told my buddy was a bouncer and the dude freaking threw him out and it was one of the coolest so you, things ever. So oh, just, so other people fought your strong yeah. friends. Yeah, it's always leaned on so bigger other and older, people fought your fights yeah. for you. Okay. Yeah, I would that's do that too. You have M. I had a, I had a six foot six friend with tattoos on his arms yeah, that would like, definitely step in yeah. on behalf of the five foot three Phil Mackey here. Don't mess with me. That's great. I work with two real tough guys. Um, what did one of the other nitpicks I have with this movie? that I otherwise love is that again the, the timing of the like he gets he gets to California on like September 7th or something school's just starting he's getting bullied <clears throat> excuse me all throughout the first couple months and and it's the Halloween party so presumably on October 31st so he get he gets his ass kicked on October 31st Girls okay? just showered remember that so now we're now we're into the early part of November mm-hmm. all right and in this All Valley Karate Tournament, I believe is like the first week in December or something. I think it's it's like December. The, yeah, the dates says, in the it's like December fifth or something. Yeah. So he has one month, one month, and he's he's never done karate before, really. Like he does, he looks at was it the videos of the magazine at the beginning. So he's he's really done no karate before, and he spends the first two or three weeks, presumably, or let's say at least the first week, painting the fence, sanding the floor, waxing the car, painting the house. So that probably took him at least a week, right? So he only had like three or four weeks of legitimate training for an all-valley karate tournament in California, in Southern California, of the best like 15-year-old to 18-year-old karate kids in Los when Angeles. He, when does he go to the dojo and the whole challenge happens? After, like in early November. It was Because it was after the Halloween party. Okay. So, so early November is when he goes and the, and the challenge takes place. So he has basically one month to train to beat... The Cobra Kai guys. You're, you're a little unrealistic for me. But bothered more by the realism of the timing. I'm actually talking about the real timing. That's the only place where we differ. 
<laughs> I'm just talking. I don't care. I don't care if it was the week after Halloween. I just wanted to speed it all up. Can we? That whole Halloween dance homecoming thing was also really weird. Like, okay, so he goes to shower, which I think is kind of brilliant because it does hide him well, and he's trying to trying to hide from them. But then he he plays that great prank on Johnny. But it's not like like Johnny never sees him do it. He just like is in a fluster. And then Daniel just like runs away. I got questions like, about this. I was like, dude, I don't think he knew you did it. I, I, I had a lot of whole questions there. I was like, I don't think anyone knew who it was because that Spider-Man kid walks in. I thought he was going to kick his butt. That's what I thought, too. And then I was yep. like, oh, wait, wait. No, he's going to chase after him. And then Daniel looks totally guilty running away in a yeah, shower like, curtain. He, 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 should, he should have just not run away. Yeah. Just casually walk out. But yes. The, but the advantage. Oh, Stay in your curtain. No one's but gonna here's ask. what bugged me. The advantage that Danny LaRusso had is he's Declan-like. He's smaller. Yep. He's slight. And he's got speed. Yep. So explain to me why, as Cobra Kai is chasing him, he, like, starts to pull up. Like, he totally could have gotten to that second fence and jumped it. Yeah. But he, like, slow. But they, like, said, you got to be caught to get beat up, so slow down. It's like, that wouldn't really happen. You needed a second take on that one? That kid's got... What I'm saying is it was implausible to me that he would be caught because the one thing he's got is he's small, he's skinny, so he's got speed and the ability to climb that fence really quickly. I also did not appreciate Johnny rolling a joint in the bathroom, and his joint rolling ability I was questioning, too. I, I just didn't understand what was going on. Mm. I was like, this seems a little weird. <laughs> didn't, didn't seem like the right place to be doing that. Mm. Well, a little, little, little tidbit there in my notes. Wait, he well. didn't do it right, or yeah, you didn't it like? Lo- it didn't look, I didn't like his form at all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You should have been a. Uh, you should you should should have been the joint coordinator if you're be on set. Roll a joint at, at the school. Bring it to the school pre pre roll. Don't don't you're, roll it in the bathroom. You're saying like they have a stunt coordinator in these movies. They needed like a joint rolling joint coordinator. coordinator. Yes. Declan Goff. I didn't appreciate it. If didn't you had like been alive it. back then, they could have gotten got that. You. And I wrote that down. I was like, I don't like that. All right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Let's spend some time here on on Mr. Miyagi, one of the one of the iconic characters in cinematic history. Okay, so. Um, of all of Mr. Miyagi's training methods and wisdom, which one did you guys find to be the most profound? What, what did you learn the most from Mr. Miyagi in this movie? Um, what did I learn, or or yeah, what did he teach you? or which of the mechanisms did I like the most, or think no, what was what, the what, most? What connected with you the most? Um, that being a hothead, I think the lesson was this, because Danny is. A hothead. He's predisposed to fight immediately. He mm-hmm. doesn't think first. If there's five big guys, he's going to try and fight them. And I think the lesson was that that approach is the wrong approach. If you are, if you are actually going to work in the field of karate and <laughs> become some, be, you have to be patient. You have to be smart, and you have to be well thought out. And I think that's what Miyagi teaches you. And plus, he, he's got an entire backstory which they touch on fairly briefly kudos for that but he's got an entire backstory of the past that life can take you and i think it taught you that danny's way of just being reactionary is probably not the smartest thing that you should take time and understand the art of karate and hence the art of life wax on wax off how you paint something translates to actual fighting that's what my lesson was I, I liked the balance one because he was talking about, about about fists and being balanced. Left, right, up, down, side to side, breathe in, breathe out. 
And no scare fish. Hey, when am I going to learn how to punch? Better learn balance. Balance is key. Balance good, karate good. Everything good. Balance bad, better pack up your home. Understand? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I, I, I think that that one was really important because, yeah, he just wants to punch people. And it's like, no, no, no. You have to learn about yourself first before you just go out and strike someone. I, yes. I, I, I thought it was very poignant. It was all about your balance and your mental mental game before you just want to start hitting people. Yeah. I actually found a website. It's the top 20 motivational quotes or quotes for wisdom from Mr. Miyagi. I'm just going to go through some Because there's a website for everything. Yep. It's okay to lose to your opponent. It's never okay to lose to fear, Mr. Miyagi. You trust the quality of what you know, not the quantity of what you know. Yep. When Daniel Sun was asking, I need to learn more moves. That's well, the quality. It's the Vince Lombardi. We're going to run the ball. We're going to tell him where we're going to run the ball. Yep. And we're going to be able to execute. Yep. First learned stand, then learn fly. Nature rule, Daniel Sun, not mine. Never put passion in front of principle. Even if you win, you'll lose. Mm. It's going. Mm. Sounds like Herb Brooks right now. Yeah, it's very Herbie. Yeah. More than Miyagi. Uh, just remember, license never replace eye, ear, brain. Daniel just got his driver's license, and Mr. Miyagi says... Miyagi gives him a car. Eye, ear, and brain. Yeah. Nice car he gives him, too. That's a big tax hit. Here are two rules of Miyagi karate. Rule number one, karate for defense only. Rule number two. That's first learn rule number one. Yeah. So ba- basically, it's all the opposite of what the Cobra Kai kids were being taught. Yes, which is no mercy, strike first, yeah. and just go just go and, kill. And kill. then that scene where they they put every they you know they they put everyone around the ring or whatever you want to call it, and then those two guys fight, and the one guy gets knocked down, and the dojo says or the sensei says, "Finish him." Yeah. Like and he goes combat. over and gives him an elbow to the spine, and this kid just <laughs> crawls back over. Like what? You see, you see, that's the Segalian type of film <laughs> I'm looking for. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys could get Mr. Miyagi to do the rub hands together thing and fix any historical Minnesota sports injury ever, what would you have him fix? Uh, 2017 Eagles. Vikings, Eagles. No, injury. No, oh, injury. An injury to a player. Physical injury. Well, then Teddy. Then Teddy. Really? It, it's not even close. Teddy. I think I know my number two. So is Teddy's Teddy. laying on the ground, and you just he's just writhing in pain. He's got a bone sticking out of the leg. Yes. Mr. Teddy. Maggie comes around. I think it's, I don't know how it would be unanimously, Teddy. Well, who else would it be? Judd? I'll go with a different one. It would be, it would probably be early in the... NFC title game 2009, Favre's body. Oh, you go ankle. Yes, because mm. you could fix that. And I don't think Favre, I don't think Favre throws that pass to Rice and is as stupid as Favre was at the end of that game if he was not completely, completely destroyed. Okay. Might be wrong. I, I would go, I think it was August of 2006. I'd go Frankie Liriano, UCL. He could do that. That'd be my second choice. Fix that elbow. So what, what, Twins win the World what Series. What do we think that beyond, I, I guess, the um, term lower body injury. What what do we think Danielson was dealing with when he went back out there? Torn ACL? Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. <laughs> no mercy. I mean, it's for sure like an, an LCL. There's 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 definitely ligament damage there. It's I think it's probably possible it's a torn ACL because I mean, he couldn't put weight on it. He needs surgery, right? 
I would think so. Yeah. But his mom, who, by the way, was afraid of a black eye to start the film now, is like, yeah, go out there and kick some more ass. So, yeah, what did you guys think? I mean, the improbability of him as really just a, a, a novice fighter and then a novice fighter on a torn ACL fighting the top fighter possibly in the whole tournament. With with his teammates yelling things like "Get him a body bag, yeah!" And by Which the is a great line. By the way, those Cobra Kai kids, the the rest of them, come on, like you can't do better than, than that. Those guys were reciting lines. I want I wanted more passion from those kids. <laughs> Johnny, probably, by the way, there's only an eight million dollar budget. Like Johnny you know. is Johnny is great. I, I'm a big Johnny fan. <laughs> But his friends were like, yeah, I'm doing Johnny. Okay, here, here's it's my, enough, Johnny. My biggest issue with the tournament part is that, all right, these guys are ruthless. They've tried to kill Daniel LaRusso twice in this movie. They tried to run him off like a 200-foot hill. Damn near three times. And they tried, to, like, they tried to kill him. The like, beach was pretty bad, life. too. Yeah, multiple times. So why, once we get to the fight portion, like the climax of this movie, and the, and the sensei, who's been preaching... No mercy, no mercy throughout yeah. the whole movie, right? I'm with you. I, I know and exactly like two, where you're going. Two of these kids are just like when he says sweep the leg, and the kids like, oh, what? What? And Johnny, and then and then Johnny, he gets he brings him to Johnny. Yes. He's like, uh, was it sweep the leg with Johnny or whatever he said to Johnny? And Johnny was like, ah, uh, I, I I just know if I can do that. It's like, what do you mean? You've been a ruthless. Well, I agree completely. And the other thing, and I know it's done for the v- value of the end of the film. After Johnny's been an a-hole the whole film, is he really going to give Danny the trophy? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that That's one. A little weird. It's just like, I, and look, the one thing th- that I will say about every film that we have watched is I don't really go in uh, trying to hold the film to, is this possible? Because most of these films just aren't, and it's just fine. Except for Rocky IV. <laughs> <laughs> but but is, he, is Johnny really at the end going to be like, ah, you... you you deserve this or something. No, he's yeah, an a-hole. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and by the way, I was very good with him being an a-hole. Yeah. The other thing about that ending there, so I don't know anything about karate scoring, but so they're tied two to two. And I don't even really know like what makes a point, but they're tied two to two. I think, I think waist and above. Waist and above. That's what she, a lot of lower body stuff. That's yeah. what somebody said, yeah. Well, so it's like, I thought it was like, like chin and below, waist and above. But mm. but so it's two to two and, and a third point wins it. Johnny gets the punch to the face. When it's 2-2. And the referee says, no point. That's an illegal blow. No point. So they come back and they reset. And there it's 2-2. Going. All right? And then I believe this is what happens. So, so it's two to two, and Johnny gets the punch to the face. No point, doesn't count. Danny gets the kick to the face for the win. Yeah, so you can kick a guy in the face, you get a point. You can't punch a guy in the face. That's a great point. I, I never even it. thought about that, but that's a fantastic point. I feel like there's either like maybe they're saying, you I know mean, what. If, I, I, I don't know what they're if, saying. If that kick to the face had happened at the 145 mark of the film, I wouldn't question it one bit. <laughs> you were just out by that point. Um, it's the longest around. Nothing's oh going to stop God. this film. Okay, I have a couple other things that are going to blow your minds. One in, in particular. I've got one factoid that I'd like to bring up. No, after go ahead. You, you, go, no, you go first. Means, go yeah. first. 
Did you guys do the Wikipedia search on the ages of oh. of Machio and Elizabeth Shue at this time? I, I did for Machio. I did not do for Shue. No. Okay. Oh God, no. So she was. Oh God. She was, and this, so this isn't awful. Okay, but she looks to me to be between. They, they did a good job here. She looks to me between uh, between fifteen and seventeen, probably seventeen or, or so. She was twenty one at the time of this oh. film. Okay, I that's thought you, not, I thought you were gonna say she was like sixteen and he was forty years. <laughs> no, no, that's not bad. But here's the thing with Machio that I've forgotten. He looks so young. I swore to God he was fifteen. Okay? Yeah. He was twenty three years 23. old. What? When this film came out, he was twenty three. I mean, for her age is I was a little bit surprised, and then I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's not that surprising. That's amazing. He did, Ralph Machio was twenty three. And had had been in what the Outsiders the year before? Is, is that right? I couldn't tell you. I, I guess he was so so. They brought in a bunch of people for the role of Danielson, and evidently he got it in large part because I think he had been in the Outsiders, and this was going to be essentially the same character. But he's twenty three years old. The casting section of this movie before they landed on Ralph Macchio That's is what I'm incredible. Talk- yes. So a number of actors from Wikipedia, a number of actors were considered for the part of Danielson, including Sean Penn, <laughs> Robert yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Sheen. Well, Sean Penn, by the way, was just coming off of Fast Times at Ridgemont High playing uh, Spicoli. All of, all of these names make perfect sense, I think. At the time, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Nicolas Cage, hey. Anthony Edwards, Tom Cruise, and hey. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz would have been, like, that would have been the least surprising. Machio was ultimately cast on the strength of his performance as Johnny Cade in The Outsiders That's 1983. Yep. And um, on the on the female lead side, well, hold on a second. Actually, Crispin Glover was considered for the role of Johnny, <laughs> but the studio later opined for William Zabka. Uh, Demi Moore was considered for the role of Allie oh, at the time. And Elizabeth Shue was cast based partly on a Burger King commercial that became widely popular in the early 1980s. Yep. Filming began on Halloween 1983, and it wrapped just uh, about six weeks later, six weeks to film this movie. So have you guys ever gone down the wormhole, the wormhole, the wormhole of watching this movie through the lens of Danny LaRusso as the villain? Have you guys ever heard of this theory or any? No. Yeah, well, wait. Um, no, I haven't. So, the guy, so to your point, I have not. But the guys that wrote Cobra Kai actually sold sold um, these guys on coming back through that prism. So basically the Cobra Kai storyline, they said, was not going to be Danny. It was going to be Johnny yeah. and what Johnny has. And, and they reshot, they, they took parts of the last scene that hadn't been shown in the film and reshot a couple of things. And actually, I guess they introduced uh, Cobra Kai from the viewpoint of that fight Yes. Through the lens of Johnny, which is exactly what you're talking about. So that, so the yeah, the YouTube series it really paints uh, Daniel Larusso as like the big car, you know, like in the Twin Cities we have Luther and yes. we had and we used to have Denny Hecker. But he's successful. Until, yep, he's the successful rich car dealership owner, and Johnny is this sort of down on his luck. He's trying to get the Cobra Kai studio back going, and they flip roles. Well, there is a YouTube video out there, and you can just just Google like Daniel Larusso villain or Karate Kid Daniel Larusso villain. And and it lays out for five minutes, like, if you watch this movie, really, you can make a case that Daniel LaRusso is the villain and that 
He cuts in on Johnny's girl. So Johnny comes to have a conversation. And, yeah, he was a little bit out of line, but he's having a conversation with his recently ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And and Danny just, like, inserts himself in for no reason, just to be an antagonist in that spot. Then when they're on the yeah, beach. I get that. LaRusso is the aggressor on the beach and gets tripped a couple of times and, and then keeps coming at Johnny. And so Johnny's like, all right, well, I guess we're going to fight. Well, then LaRusso sucker punches Johnny oh, on yeah. the beach. Well, John, Johnny takes Allie's boombox to which Danny, who just met her, decides to defend her and try and get it back. Yeah, but I'm saying. And but, actually gets it broken. Yeah, and, 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 nice and so he box. inserts himself. Then later, he throws, if you remember, he gets in some sort of tangled thing on the soccer field with one of the other Cobra Kai guys. And he throws the first punch on that guy. So he's now thrown the first. Oh, he's punch. a hothead. He's a total yeah. hothead. And then, and then, so this all takes place in early September. Okay, by the time we get to Halloween, the feud's basically like the feud's kind of over. You know, whatever. Like these guys have fought a couple times. Danny resparks the feud by putting the water hose inside the yes. stall in the bathroom and reignites the whole thing. Okay, you're you're just going to, you're going down a path that I, I absolutely love. All right, Daniel Larusso, and he's just like the snide sort of. Let's insecure. strip this whole. Okay, let's let's strip all that we know to be true about this film away, and and go down the path that you are exploring right now. Okay, the person who hates Johnny is really Allie. She's decided she can't stand him, and it's partially because I think she still likes him. But she has decided. So Danny, who is. Let's call a spade a spade a meathead. He's a hothead. He's not a real smart kid. I would say he's a meatball in, because he's from New Jersey. In meatball. fact, he's a Love meatball. That. In fact, there are huge parts of this film where he has seemingly quit high school, not going to school, and then he magically at points reappears at his high school. But there are huge gaps where he's hanging out with Miyagi, and he clearly should be in school. And at one point, he's asked about so he's it. He's skipping said, school. He's skipping school a ton, to which mom, who was such an important factor in moving him, just sort of has disappeared we don't know what she's doing or how she is trying to earn money but so that's part one so the dynamic to me is really Allie hates johnny and wants retribution because she's the one who keeps saying he's going to get his and danny is just sort of the mafia hitman conduit to try and antagonize johnny now here's the other thing about this film that's clearly written in and implied and then it's what the people who wrote cobra kai um, latched onto, and it's the brilliance. Johnny, no matter what he's doing, good or bad, is peaking. Like, this is his life. Like, you know he's going, because he's not that smart, you know that this kid is going downhill immediately. And so, basically, Danny is antagonizing Johnny, who is going through what are the peak years of his life. This kid's got no shot in college. He's not smart. This kid is is a pretty boy, but that plays really well in mm-hmm. high school. So if you think about this, and that's where where the point about looking at this through the lens of Johnny is brilliant, is really, if nothing else, when this film gets done, if you don't feel more empathy for Johnny than Danny, something's wrong with you. Boy, this is mind-blowing. Like I'm back. telling you, the films the film's too long, but the exploration, <laughs> is, oh, but but the explore, but the exploration is really in, intriguing. Oh and in, in fact, the guys uh, who wrote Cobra Kai wrote um, Harold and Kumar, nice, and Hot Tub Time Machine, also a classic, which Johnny is in, and they love that guy. Boy. 
My mind has been blown. But think about it. Great stuff. It's the also, high school film you, you, of of a kid who's peaking, and that's Johnny. You brought up the fact that that Daniel is basically skipping school to hang out with an old man. Yes, it's just a little bit weird. That's another notch in the belt of why would Allie be dating this guy who's Correct. just like skipping out on school to hang out bun. with because he's a bad boy, an, an old. Janitor. I'd like comments just on Twitter. I'd like comments. I think that we can find the reason why is I think that she is a rebellious type. She hates Johnny. She wants to do everything she can to anti. She's not a good girl. She's not a good kid. She's oh. an anti. She's an antagonist, and she, she wants to she, piss you know off her is? father, actually, and her boyfriend. You know what she is? Ex boyfriend. She goes off to UCLA when this movie's over, probably, and hooks and, up with and, a football player, and just like immediately does drugs and gets drunk every night, and probably drops. Oh, out of there's school. bad names about her. Wow. 100%. Yeah, I had yeah. A, I had a couple friends from high school from uh, high school like that. It's like parents wouldn't let him do anything. Get to college, boom, yep. wild children, Ridiculous. and she's gonna show her dad who deserves it because he's a bleep she's going to show her dad who's boss here and and by going out with the guy from encino it does that um who is your next category here who is your favorite character in this movie dex you go ahead i've been blabbering too much i'd probably say mr miyagi I like Mr. Miyagi a lot. He is very wise. I mean, and and there's there's obviously like holes in every character here since we've been breaking that down for the last forty five minutes. So and Mr. Miyagi, although it's not a hole, but like it's almost heartbreaking because of the fact like his wife died, wife and child died in childbirth. So like you get this one kind of really poignant scene where he's getting hammered in his army uniform, and it's like oh, there's like actually some like demons in this dude's closet. He's not just all an intellectual reserved man. He's like actually had some trauma that he's been gone through in his life so I, I think he's there isn't really too many plot holes with his character and his development so i would say mr miyagi i'm gonna say the dojo sensei is my favorite character in this movie just <laughs> the, the, the over the top just like he's just a terrible human being he's unapologetic he's a great character and he's teaching these kids how to just be terrible human beings and carry it forward in their life he's he's a cancer to the society and he's not apologizing for it and i just he, he's a man with conviction and i can stand behind that not the cancerous part, but the conviction wow, part. I love it. I yeah. love it. Who's your favorite character, Judd? Very simple. The most manipulative person in the film who takes her character and runs with it, Allie. Okay. Wow. Elizabeth Shue is fantastic because she took that role and crafted it really well. And and I love the fact that she comes off as a good girl, but in real life, a pain in the ass. So those are the favorite characters. Now we get to the definitive bad guy rankings here on Action Movie Rewind. To this point, the number one spot is Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Cyrus the Virus mm-hmm. from Con Air, this is gonna be tough. Brad Wesley from Roadhouse, Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon, Ivan Drago from Rocky Four, the Russian mobsters Vigo and Yosef from John Wick, Dennis Hopper's character from Speed, Bodhi from Point Break, and Dom from Fast and the Furious. The worst villains to this point are the incompetent Russian military from Rambo 3, Gans and Billy Bear from 48 Hours, Sloan from Wanted, General Hummel from The Rock, and Bennett from Commando. I have a strong take on this because the categories are iconic status is is one of our measurements here. And then there's also just like how villainous were they? Were they murderous? Were they – well, Cobra Kai didn't kill anybody, but they tried. They tried to kill Danielson. I wish, Danielson they, a I wish times. they had. Why couldn't Danielson have had a friend who they killed? So I just actually, a, think, I just wanted one death. I think Cobra Kai is murderous. I think. I think they tried to kill him, running him off the hill. Yeah. And if Mr. Miyagi hadn't intervened, I think they would have ended Danielson's life in that alleyway. 
And Cobra Kai is among the most iconic sets of villains that we have reviewed to this point in 22 action movie rewinds. So, so them as a whole are the villain. It's not It's not just Johnny. It's not the sensei. I think it's Cobra Kai as a whole. I yes, agree. It's a roving gang. And it starts with, with uh, the guy in charge, right? Yeah. I mean, sensei, that, and that, and that's I mean, Sensei is part of Cobra the, Kai. He sets the tone for yep. kill. And so I actually put, because of all of this, I actually put Cobra Kai second on our on our bad guy rankings. Oh no, that's way too high for me. Sorry. Can, what's the top five again, Hans? So it would be Hans Gruber, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air, you Brad Wesley from. They have to be above Brad Wesley from Roadhouse in oh, terms of iconic status. They have to be. I know it's my strong opinion. Mister Joshua from Lethal Weapon, Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. And if you just rank this whole list off of like who is the most iconic bad group or or guy. They would be flirting with number one. I'm shocked that you're putting and them above I'm Drago. They you are, love Drago. They are murderous. Well, I had Drago like number one, but you guys probably had him lower. So I'd have Drago higher. Declan, just me. Declan, I go four. I have them four. I, I don't think I can put them as high as two. They, they, they're they're conniving and they're little s heads, but I don't think I can put them. I don't think I can put them like one or two. They're they're definitely four. They're top five, but they're four. What I would go. Judd? I'm putting him behind um, behind Drago. I can't. They, you're, you're presuming too much. I can't yeah, get I, there. I needed that. Like if Drago they killed some. All I wanted to do was was splice in a friend for Johnny and then kill the friend. Okay, and then then I'm down with your point. But I like you can't talk about death. You have to show that you okay. will kill. All right, I'll, you know, I'll I'll take the L on this one. I mean, I well, you don't have to. They're, they're, we we can factor it out. They're right. to, they're tops. They're right now, so they'd be sixth for Judd. They would be fifth for Declan, yeah, and they so, would be second for me. So what's the so let's put them. What's the fallen? I'm gonna put them then. Um, gosh, all right, we're putting them fourth. So you got him fifth. Judd's got him sixth. Yeah, I think if we, yeah. I'm going to move him up to fourth. Okay, which means Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air, Brad Wesley from Roadhouse. See, Brad Wesley is like definitely on the evil scale up there, but he's not as iconic as some of these other ones. I agree. Uh, Cobra Kai and then Mr. Joshua. And that brings us to composite score one through 10 composite or average ranking. What do you give it? One through 10. How many Seagulls? I'll, I'll go six and a half. Okay. I think it's a six and a half. It's, it's too long. It takes a long time to get to the point. There, there's holes in it. But there is, I mean, there is some iconic moments of Cobra Kai and Mr. Miyagi. There's some definitely pillars here that that stand out in pop culture, but for me, I didn't really enjoy the movie. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go six and a half, Judley. Mm, a lot of things to factor in here because I I'm gonna give it a seven. I think a seven is very fair. It's higher than I thought you would go. Well, I mean, the pace of film is my main talking point, but it's not the only thing about this film. I think a seven is fair. Okay, so I'm giving it an eight. I like this. I mean, wow. it's been clear since the get-go. Yeah, I was going to say, enjoyed this that's movie fine. more and, and than that, you guys. That's fine, oh, that's too. Fine. Yeah. Like, I've got no I've got no problem. The, the thing that's fun about this entire thing to me is we all approach films from different time periods and expectations. Yeah. And so I think that's the fun of the actual ranking. It really is. Like, we're, we're definitely from three different generations in part. I mean, I mean Declan kind of grew up in the 2000s. Yeah. I grew up in the 90s. Judd grew up in the 70s and the 80s. And uh, and I just I mean Karate Kid, I grew up on Karate Kid. I grew up on Ghostbusters, all those movies from like the mid late. And those 80s. came out I when I was like Batman. fifteen. So I sort of did, but you grew up like that. Those were your first influences. Yes, as so, films. So that gives it a seven point two, which puts it 
I'll just read the list here. So the number one movie we have reviewed, 10 across the board, is Die Hard, followed by John Wick, Commando, The Fast and the Furious, The Expendables, Roadhouse, Hard to Kill, Rocky Four, Independence Day, Point Break, Lethal Weapon, Casino Royale, and then Karate Kid, ahead of Speed, Out for Justice, and Con Air. The worst movies we have reviewed to this point in Action Movie Rewind from the bottom up are Bloodsport, Wanted, Rambo 3, Air Force 1, and 48 Hours. There it is. Solid list. So, um, Declan is going to be on vacation next week. So it's just going to be a, a Mackie and Judd edition okay. of Action Movie Rewind. So it was Declan's turn to pick a movie this week, but we're going to flip flop you guys. Yep. Okay. So Declan can pick and then and then review his movie. I'm going to pick a film here that I know Declan would absolutely hate. And Phil, I'm going to have to rely on you to be. This is not a film that I necessarily think is great, but it is a great action movie character. Um, and I'm hoping it's available because it's really old, but it should be. Wow. I'd, I'd like to pick the original 1974 Death Wish with Charles Bronson. Wow. The original Death Wish, which spawned a... I love the Death Wish series. Thing. And we're also bouncing back from no death to nothing but death. Um, so this is our oldest one that we've... Yes. Now, they did... Rev- they did the, they redid it, but, this, let, right? but let's try and find the Bronson one. And I was just... I just uh, called up the Wikipedia page for this film and saw that it was... Um, that it was... It was criticized for its amount of violence. Wait, basically, Jeff Goldblum was in this movie. No, no, no. That's I think that's. The, oh yes, yes, he was. He he's a bad guy. I think he gets killed pretty quickly. <laughs> yes. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. This is 1974, July. Um, Charles Bronson. A lot of just character actors at that time. Love it. All right, let's do it. But I think it'd we'll be fun. I've never seen it. I think it would. I think Dex would hate it, but. Bronson himself is an iconic character, and this this is the character that he developed. All right, I'm here for it. I'm so here so for it. We're going let's old try school. and find it. Go old school, and it's pretty quick. So, so if next, you don't like it, it's gonna be done next Friday. Do I need, do I need to pop in to get? Because I have a list of three great movies. I like I was gonna bring to the table. I didn't realize. Or just this yeah, why, don't, why don't you just uh, uh, or yeah? Just, well, you can yeah. You, you can just tell me which one, and then we'll you got we'll it. bring it up. And if you wanted to like record an explanation for why you're oh, picking the movie, you I'll can put that on the button that. bar. I'm gonna have to okay. do that. <laughs> of course, you'll do that. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on this episode of Mackie and Judd and Action Movie Rewind. We appreciate everyone hanging out with us, and uh, be sure to find Death Wish and watch along with us next week. Remember, dear, no question. Yeah, but I... right, wax on, right hand, wax off, left hand, wax on, wax off, breathe in through nose. Out the mouth. Wax on, wax off. Don't forget to breathe. Very important. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, where these cars come from? Wax on. Detroit! Wax 